Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, Nick. How's it going? I'm doing all right. Just driving to a softball game, so I'm just going to be on for the first hour or so. Cool. Well, depending, well, depending on, on the, uh, the uh, amount of engagement and all that kind of stuff, we may end up cutting it a little bit short. A bit short. Gotcha, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, lot of want, people to that want to get started to their, uh, their uh, holiday. holiday. One heck of a day. Um, um, holiday weekend. I'm guessing the echoes on my phone. I'll mute myself when I'm not talking. It's probably the speaker phone in my car. No, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Any big plans for your family this weekend? Uh, gonna go back to the Carroll area. My brother's flying in from Vegas. Uh, my other brother got some pretty cool tactical weapon that he wants to take out and shoot. So we'll. I'll go out and shoot whatever with it and bring guns and shoot stuff because that's what people do in Iowa, I guess, when you're out in the country. Shoot yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. We'll probably drink a little bit too afterwards, but, um, and I'll probably also do some fishing. Hey, Dave. Tending to the kiddo. So, yeah, there's, <laughs> I'm going to probably be on mute most of the evening here. Okay, well, thanks for joining. Yeah, I figured I hopefully we'll be able to contribute a little bit with typing and so on, but the wife is teaching, so I'm on kiddo duty, so. Uh, still have that. Yeah. How are you doing today, Ryan? Not pretty good. Um, trying to think. Yeah, just, I don't know. Good. That's really the answer is good. I, <laughs> I just don't have I don't have anything that really comes to mind right at the moment is because everything around me is either very interesting, exciting, or just can't believe what's going on. But one or the other or all the above. Fair, fair. Uh I haven't seen any good avocado sales this week, unfortunately. Which is sort of surprising uh, considering it's like the fourth and usually they have some good sales all around, but not a this year. I know I've got two of them right now. They're almost ripe, and there's already some cut-up ones in the fridge. So I think I'm good for a couple more days. Uh, going to Florida next, not next week, but the week after that for a week. Because uh, strangely enough, we were supposed to go to Okaboji. We did. We actually went to Okaboji like three weeks ago, and we had to stay in a hotel because they wouldn't rent us the resort we were supposed to go to, which is part of the whole RCI thing where my parents were staying. So I guess they don't like money because they wouldn't rent us a place. So in return, instead of spending the $100 or whatever it was there, we could spend $100 and go to Florida and stay in like a four or five star resort on Singer Island. So it's like, okay, well then flights are cheap. My parents were already going to be there anyway. So we're just like, well, hey, we might go with you guys or at least same resort if you guys are fine with that. So we just decided to make a family trip out of it next year next weekend or not next week or whatever that is the week after next week the, the 12th nice nice because yep. yeah hopefully they won't 
because yeah i forget if you guys have the southwest companion pass or just doing the miles and points thing to help get you down there but or well, i actually, mean it seems like southwest has had a lot seen in my email lately well southwest for um the prices of southwest were a lot higher than normal so we ended up going a different route and decided to continue hoarding the points but then I found out later on they're leaving the center seat open, so they're having less people on planes. But then my wife ended up getting something with um, oh. I think American Airlines, so we're going to fly with them instead, and then um, we'll figure it out another time with uh, Southwest. But that explains at least why Southwest wasn't cheaper when we looked at airfare. But it, it's still relatively cheap compared to everything else. So it's a, I mean, figuring also too a whole week there, we can pay a little more for flights anyway. If we get the entire week at the resort for a hundred bucks, I guess it's a benefit of your parents owning a timeshare because I sure as heck isn't going to, I'm not going to own one. <laughs> Can't blame you there. Yeah. I see Sean, Sean and John are joining us. It looks like is John somewhere or is it just you, Sean? Yeah, he's feeding the cats and letting them out. Okay. There he is. <laughs> hey, John. Hi. So I know for sure that Amanda isn't going to join us tonight because uh, her and her family, they're, I believe, traveling uh, RV style to New Mexico to visit their son. So I know she said she wasn't going to make it. So I think Jesse's going to take over the majority of this and, uh, and, and coordinate it all. Or Jen, I'm not sure which one, but one or the other. No, actually, I'll probably just talk until somebody else jumps in. But really, I think it'll just be a very open format, kind of like I put on Facebook, just a open forum. Hopefully, some people have some good questions. We can have some good conversations uh, about stuff. And also, because it's the holiday weekend coming up, uh, if we end up calling it a little shorter than Norman, it doesn't go on till the typical 8 p.m., that's completely fine, too. So if we all start kind of running out of things to visit about, that's totally fine, too. It's just nice to get together once a month to be able to discuss different topics, talk about things and what everybody else is up to and ask some good questions, have some good conversations and kind of go from there. Uh, something Amanda typically, oh, I'm here. Just also entertain a baby over. Okay, well then uh, Jessica, well, she'll uh, just type in the her responses as she's going through all this, but thanks for making it. Um, I know Amanda typically likes having a question in the beginning, just kind of a a quick icebreaker to kind of go around. So I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, that might also help buy some time to begin with and give some uh, good ideas to everybody. And I know something my family's been doing this last last month or two is during supper we do this whole like, what are you grateful for? We kind of go around the table and what do you you know the uh, expressing gratitude, take a moment, talk about things. So I was thinking a good question to kind of go around the group with and just kind of see what everybody has for an idea was, what is one or two positive things you've discovered in the last three months because of, co because of the COVID situation that you are thankful for? So we wanna make sure we keep it positive because there is, it's kind of like the book, um, The Obstacle is the Way. There, there is positive things out of this kind of stuff. It's disrupting our habits and, and what we do and, how we, how we assess things, and even just the fact that um, we may look back and say we made it through something that we were worried about or didn't know how we we're gonna handle this or 
because they canceled the school, we had the such and such, but we are more resilient because of it. So something kind of along those lines. So I'll just go ahead and go first. Um, I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about this. I spent more time thinking about the question than the answer, but I thought I better at least have something. Uh, something I'm very uh, thankful for is I'm part of the Area 515 Makerspace, and we were making a bunch of face shields uh, a couple months ago, and we kind of gained a bunch of attention from this whole thing. And it was just this strange thing that I posted on the forum that started out with like, hey, you know, we're a bunch of smart, resourceful people. We should probably be able to do something to help people during this COVID situation. And then it just kind of flooded in people's comments like, hey, we should 3D print stuff. We should make stuff. We should keep going. And then like the Department of Education got involved and I met a whole bunch of people and made a whole bunch of connections that I never would have made because of that. Also made it on the news a couple of times and things like that. But I just found out yesterday, because Facebook and I have been kind of going back and forth on some different stuff, the one, the Altoona one, but they're like, hey, uh, if we give you guys like $5,000 to start with, would that be good? Would that help be helpful? And I'm like, well, yeah, thank you. So um, not only did we kind of break into that Facebook will now give us money, the Area 515 Makerspace, but then it sounds like kind of once you get into their giving system, then it's just kind of like she said, yeah, just get a hold of us in the fall if you guys want any more money and let us know what you guys need the money for. And we're all big into helping out the community. So just let us know what you need and how much you need. So I'm very thankful for not only the stepping up and getting everybody at the Makerspace to kind of come together to do something. Pretty impressive. We made thousands of face shields for all over the state and um, handed them out to just about every hospital and in the major hospital, a bunch of nursing homes, EMTs, just everybody. But I, it was somewhere over 7,000. I don't know the exact number, but it was a phenomenal number and it was awesome that we pulled it off. Sorry, that was a really long answer, but it kind of put some context in there. But Dave, if you wanted to talk for a minute before the baby, the baby seems very calm right now. So if you wanted to to uh, give your, what you're grateful for because of this and that you're thankful for, whatever I said for a question. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's just sort of looking at the change of habits because on the one hand, the new baby is all sorts of interesting. And it's been unfortunate that I haven't been able to have my family here as much. But on the other hand, I'm not going out to eat nearly as much as I used to. So the spending, the saving money has been nice. It's also been sort of interesting, sort of like almost doing a zero-based budget and being like, okay, do, what do I really need? And looking at my like costs now compared to even six months ago and just being like, this is radically different. So it's just fun trying to re-examine what's going on. Unfortunately, again, I can't really think of other really good positive things just because uh -huh. it's everything's been in flux so much i mean it's well how about the working from home in a sense or the i assume you're using a lot more video conferencing with clients and or unless you did a lot before um we've been doing more of it now i haven't really done much working from home unfortunately between him and the cats they'd always get in the way so i worked at the office a lot even if i had the option to do so but yeah video conferencing has been nice i mean we're working from our office like we used to go out to client sites a lot more and we're not doing that so much anymore just everybody trying to self-segregate and maintain distance Makes sense. Awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, 
So okay. whoever's next in the loop here, they can take it uh, away. Sean, Sean, Sean and John. And if I miss anybody too, um, make sure, because they jump around the screen sometimes and I'm going to try to keep the flow going, but sometimes they jump around. So if I miss you, definitely chime in and say, hey, you missed me. Um, Sean and John. Yeah, I guess we, um, I've been pretty grateful that we've had a lot of extra, extra time on our hands just because um, we're not teaching. So that's kind of reinforced the fact that we don't really like our jobs to begin with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've been kind of hanging out. Um, and that, that, that's really kind of changed our mindset a little bit, I think. Um, right now we're going through the tax, um, tax sale lists for Wyoming. Because um, Iowa hasn't been very good to us. They're canceling all their sales and um, not paying our interest and all sorts of stuff. Um, so, but we're, we're kind of excited to be going into Wyoming and getting a little bit of travel done because we haven't gone anywhere since March. So we're getting a little itchy. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, um, I'm grateful for the fact that we are, you know, we're starting back with the business. And, and then I look at the fact that I, I'm not really sure we're going to have a job to go back to. Case they do um, decide to do online school full time for the for the term in our district, so I'm kind of grateful for the fact that we have something else. Okay, awesome, uh, Kevin. Hi, um, I'll introduce myself really quickly. I am from North Iowa, but I came down uh, to join your group several months ago for a. a fire video uh preview there was there was an event at a movie theater where they showed a movie and and i got to join your group at that and so i've been listening on facebook and just thought i'd, I'd log in tonight because we have free time now right so uh something i'm grateful for is that i've been i'm sort of in the opposite uh end of it i guess than the last speakers i'm in online education to begin with so nothing changed that much for me uh you don't have lunch out with colleagues or anything uh, right now, but um, otherwise I was sort of set up for this going in and I'm, I try and remain very grateful for that, uh, realizing that others have been turned upside down in different ways. Makes sense. Well, thank you. Hey, thanks for joining too and, and joining us tonight. Jen. Hey, everybody, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Awesome. And well, I haven't been back for a long time. So I think the best thing about COVID for me is I've been home a lot more than I ever have, which was actually my New Year's resolution. So it oddly worked out um, in that part. And then my fiance has been working from home, obviously, since it started. And I think that's just um, let us both just have a lot of downtime and just work around the house a little more and just get more used to being homebodies. So I think that's just helping us um, grow together even more. Awesome. Awesome. John and Johnston, or it says from Johnston. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Oh, good. Um, well, my big thing I'm pretty well thankful for is uh, being able to um, really appreciate being with family more. Uh, being away from them and separated, uh, it's uh, interesting, even though we're able to talk on the phone, Skype, whatever, you know, it's, uh, it's so nice when now able to get together and actually be in each other's space a little bit. You know, 
even though we're having a distance, it's really nice when that happens and understanding a little more um, how much uh, it's easy to take that for granted. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. And Jessica. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing, it's been a boon for my creativity and thinking about conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, I so, bet. Um, that, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind, which is just fun. Um, we've also taken more initiative to make uh, like our backyard more fun. Uh, we got chickens. Cassie seems awesome. to like them. They tolerate her chasing them. It's oh, and Mitch has thought about. He's been reading a lot, so now he started book club. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That he did. Uh, that I'm curious to uh, get started in that. That's awesome. Okay, oh. I'm not not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, that Noper in uh, Chicago. N o o p u r. Yeah, that's correct. That's uh, okay. Nupur is perfectly fine. Hello, everyone. I'm awesome. new to the group. Um, I have been reading a lot about this whole fire movement, and anytime um, an article jumps up on Yahoo or something, I try to take a look. And this is the first time I saw on Meetup that there is actually a group for it. So I thought that I'll just join you guys and you know try to learn from all of you. But to answer awesome. your question, Ryan. Um, I have been grateful for just having my job during this time period, um, not commuting to my job for three hours a day, and everybody's healthy so far. That's awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, and I hope you stay around for a long time. Uh, Axel, Axel in Chicago. So you're unmuted. I can't hear you. Well, anyway, if you figure it out, come back on a little bit. Um, there's a phone number, 515-991-0056. That's me, Ryan. That's Tina. Oh, hey, Tina. How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, so good, good. Yeah, so here's my great pool. Uh, thing today, my son decided with his cousin that they were going to take off down the river <laughs> on foot <laughs> okay. um, down here in Winterset by the Pamela Park and um, his grandma was the one stuck alongside the riverbed waiting for them to come back and two hours later finally they arrived after everybody thought we were going to have to call 991 so um, yeah, not a good decision uh, on the boys' part, but social distancing, I guess, they decided to uh, take a tour down the little middle river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm glad everything turned out well, so you can be grateful for that, definitely. <laughs> yep, yep, so that's good. And I and I will have to say it is kind of nice, you know, I am working from home and uh, being able to have Bray come down and spend time with Grandma, so we're not in each other's faces all the time. <laughs> 13-year-olds yeah. and moms, sometimes <laughs> too yeah. much uh, togetherness during the day is, uh, is a little bit stressful. So it's nice having family close that he can still go and visit, even with everything else I'm going sure. on. But, 
Yep. Sure. Otherwise. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, uh, Victoria. Oh, that's funny, Victoria. Um, I think uh, the best thing for me has been I've been I've still been going into the office because I well I live alone and I needed some semblance of you know normal life. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, uh, and nobody else is here, so it's been awesome. So I don't have to wear my headset to listen to things to drown people out because they're not here to drown out. And if I want to listen to something, I can just have a speaker because, you know, nobody's here to annoy them with it. So I'm probably going to have to telework when everybody comes back so that, you know, <laughs> we don't annoy that each other. Sense. <laughs> yeah, well, you learn something new there. Why? Well, I've never seen it as Victoria before. So are you changing it from Vicky to Victoria or? Well, no, that's my, I would. Uh, dialing in for my work phone, so oh, okay, calls me Victoria, which is funny because uh, I think in the something I'm listed, I don't know, I don't know, huh? Interesting, we'll go with that then. Hey, Nick, Nick Briggs, this Fremont, ne uh, Nebraska, yeah, when I signed up for Sprint in high school, for some reason, I could not get a 712 number and I could only get a 402 number, so that's what I did. <laughs> Um, now, now I'm on Verizon. I've just kept the number for the last 12 years or so, but, um, I've been thankful to be working from home through all of this. Um, especially with a, a three and a half month old son, and I haven't had to work a day in the office since he was born. Um, I mean, I would never want to have a pandemic or anything like this, but it has been really good and really awesome to have both of us home with him all the time and working in between our schedules and things like that. She she was off for the first three months or so with maternity leave, and then I took a couple weeks off at the beginning. Um, but I've been pretty much working for the last three months now from home. And I know she's appreciated having me around when, uh, you know, when you needed just those extra hands and just getting able, just being able to bond with him was really cool um, when I would not have been able to as much before this. And then uh, one other thing too, it's adjusted my hours at work. Normally I, I would work at 5 a.m. and then I'd be off around one. But with this, I've they've pretty much given me really flexible hours. I'm typically starting uh, between, now I'm, now I'm starting around eight o'clock, but I was starting around nine or 10 when I was just starting back up working again. And uh, I'm sleeping so much better now than I have in a long time, been able to get those extra hours, even with a baby. I'm sleeping better because he is sleeping so good, like 10, 11 hours a night. And uh, I'm thankful for sleep and working from home and just me and my wife both having jobs that are uh, that allow us to work from home and they're flexible and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm happy about that. That's awesome. Do you think the radio station will let you stay permanently at home if you like, if you'd like to, since you're all set up now? Um, I I don't know about permanently, but I think it will give us a lot of flexibility as, you know, if there's a day that you need off to stay home with the kids or the kid or, and, um, you know, you don't want to use a vacation day or something or a sick day or something like that. Yeah. Go ahead and work from home for the day or, or things like that. So I don't, I don't think they'll want to transition entirely. Um, or at least most people, I think some people probably could, but, uh, I think just having the flexibility to, um, I think will be will be nice going forward. And I think they would stick with that at least a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. So 
I know like um, Nationwide Insurance in uh, downtown Des Moines, they're one of the companies that kind of got forced, like a lot of companies, they got forced to take a bunch of workers and put them at home, which they never thought they could even do. And they pulled it off in like a record amount of time. But I heard that um, they have no intentions of bringing back uh, into the building, like the, I want to say the personal lines, uh, customer service. So I don't know if that entire building is going to end up being empty now because of it. But yeah, they got everybody set up at home and it's working so well. They're like, well, why would we bring them back? But it's because of COVID that they were forced to make that decision and just figure out how to make it work. And they did. And it turned out that it works. So I'm curious to find out how many more companies out there end up doing the same situation. Or even somebody was mentioning like New York City or some of your more congested downtowns that they might start moving more towards that direction too, because why pay for the expense of real estate in a, a tight area when you've got somebody that commutes several hours, when you can just say, hey, you know, we can set you up at home. And as long as you want to come in every so often because of a shared office location, then the rest of the time you just, you don't have to do the commute anymore. So then you don't have to factor that into your um, getting ready. And it's kind of like the uh, book, uh, was it Your Money, Your Life, where they talk about calculating out what you actually are paid and then they talk about you need to include like getting up in the morning uh showering shaving brushing your teeth the commute the money you spend for lunch because you're out the clothes you have because of that and trying to factor all that kind of stuff in and figure out what is your act what are you actually being paid to do that job and i know for a lot of people that's very eye-opening when you take a moment and say well yeah i commute an hour every day and then I also go out to eat most times and I have to wear a professional wardrobe or whatever it is. And you start figuring all that stuff in and then you have your taxes taken out and all that stuff. And you're like, you know what? I don't make anywhere near as much money as I originally thought compared to the person that makes a, you know, a third less, but works from home in their pajamas. So awesome. I think I saw at least one person join, if not a couple people join. So I'll ask the question real quick for you if you'd like to unmute and and answer it we're just kind of going around a quick icebreaker just to uh tell say something about stuff but the question we came up with is what is one or two positive things you have discovered in the last three months because of covid because of the covid situation that you were thankful for so positive and just kind of what's something that uh you're thankful for we're just kind of expressing a little bit of gratitude here and kind of sharing some things that we've uh discovered because of this situation And if no one chimes, Hi. nope, here we go. Hey. Oh. Hi. This is actually Axel. I'm I'm on here twice now. I'm on my computer and okay. my phone. And, okay. In, in, in Chicago. Um, but I actually live in Cedar Falls, Iowa, though. So um, anyway, this is my first time. Well, it's my second time calling in. I called in. Uh, you guys had the financial advisor guy on maybe last month. So I okay. listened to him. Um, then, yeah, I've just been following you guys on, on Facebook and thought I'd call in. Awesome. Awesome. Positive, Thanks for joining us. Positive financial encouragement, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, um, I, so I have my job. I've been pretty thankful that I have my job and that I was been able to work from home. Um, I really felt like I should have been able to work from home for a long time. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping maybe there's some changes at the company that they don't demand everybody go back and, you know, see see the benefits for that so we'll see what happens there and we can only hope for that <laughs> uh, well thanks for sharing 
something something uh the company i work for that uh they've mentioned that i've heard for the first time that i still kind of find interesting and i don't know how much truth there is to it maybe somebody else has heard it but they're trying to say that um they're like well we're assessing this working from home because there's people that are working from home because of this but there's some people that want to continue working from home and um they're saying well but if you get hurt while you're at home then we're liable for you so therefore we might have to take some of you guys back because you know and there's also a bunch of tax things that'll change because of you working at home but yeah i, I didn't look too deep in it but i've never really heard the fact that because a person is uh, working from home and i don't know if that means they would completely lose their desk or not but they're just saying that liability reasons and tax purposes are why they need to take some more time to even assess if this would work so dave is saying hand up so that is a there's a tax implication for yeah well i mean this is more with like telecommuting employees but basically let's say uh, there's a few states like this where like there's a city right on the border um kansas city is a great example like we're it's in Kansas and Missouri. Ba and this is a very simplified example, but basically if the company is based in Kansas, but the employee lives in Missouri, and now they're working in Missouri for the company, the Missouri has a claim on that company's income because most companies or most states have a three-factor apportionment model. It's payroll, sales, and property. So now if they're saying that employees are working in the state, there's some payroll that's allocated. So it's basically saying some of your net income should be apportioned here. And then it starts leading to additional compliance costs. And some companies do this right, some don't. Um, I mean, it's a bigger issue if you have somebody like in Iowa and then they decide, oh, I'm going to go spend time with my family that lives out in Colorado. And then ultimately they end up moving to Colorado while they're still working for the Iowa company. I mean, the right thing to do is to start withholding Colorado income tax from that person's wages and not Iowa income tax because then they become a Colorado resident. I mean, as far as the work comp things, no idea, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, even when this guy was born, um, We've gotten some things in the mail that's basically the insurance company trying to go for other insurance companies. Um, basically, almost like it was a work comp thing or if it happened because we had to take them in for a little injury. And basically, the insurance company was saying, did it happen on your property? Did it happen on someone else's property? And it sort of sounded like it was fishing that they wanted another insurance company to reimburse them for his care, which is sort of crazy. Mm. But so I wouldn't be surprised if some insurers are being a bit more conscientious of that as far as work comp stuff goes. I remember the word ergonomics was in there too. That was part of their whole like, well, then we have to do an assessment in ergonomics to make sure you're working home in a properly outfitted office or something. But I don't know if they were just trying to blow smoke to try to discourage people or not. <laughs> anyway.
So like I kind of posted on Facebook and I mentioned earlier on too, we're going to keep it very open format. So we have no guest speakers. We have uh, just a, hopefully lots of good questions, lots of good discussions. Um, don't have a huge turnout tonight. I see we have four, well, 13 people on here. Uh, so if we do call it early, we'll call it early, but um, it's just kind of open format. So if anybody's got something left to discuss or heck, if you've got a, a, a win you'd like to share, I mean, if you've done something cool, something that, really stood out or you cross some milestone or have a question you've been just curious to know the answer to or want to just kind of throw it out there and then and, and see if anybody else has ran to the same situation or has any advice feedback or you know tells you it's a horrible idea i mean we have that happen sometimes too as long as we're all learning together and as long as we're all flight in the sense that we're you know holding uh good debates but we're making sure that we're we're being uh nice to one another while we're doing it but sometimes it's nice to have somebody tell you yeah i just don't think that's a good idea you know because sometimes too many people around you say oh yeah you should totally do that you should totally do that but it's nice to have somebody sometimes say you know i know somebody that did that and it didn't work out not to be a negative nancy but you know here's another thing you might want to research or learn more about so anytime somebody wants to jump in there i can stop talking otherwise i'll just talk the whole time i don't want to do that Uh, Ryan, okay. uh, this is excellent. I know there's a couple of other new people on here. Maybe you could okay. give us a little bit, just your background on how you seem to be running a Choose FI group in the first place, or what's your motivation for that? Okay, yeah, good question. Um, this whole, the, the uh, fire meetup started from uh, Jessica's husband, Mitch, we were uh, going to, he had, uh, Mitch Clusey has a real estate meetup that we had meet at a bar every third Thursday, start out at a coffee shop. And uh, we just all get together and he would, uh, it was networking about real estate, all those kinds of topics. But then another friend of ours, Amanda, uh, we kind of, and she was a blogger. She blogged for Sensibly, Sensibly Rich was the uh, blog she used to have. And then she sold that. And now she has Why We Money. Her and her husband do a little bit of blogging with that, not too much anymore. But it just seemed like there was a group of people that were there. Yes, we were there to learn about real estate, but we were there more because we want to talk about, you know, a Mr. Money Mustache article, or we want to talk about um, optimizing our, our savings or just stock market investing or things like that. So then it kind of seemed like it made sense, like, well, why don't we make another group that isn't just real estate related? And then we decided on the first Thursday of every month. And then Mitch is like, hey, I've got uh, the uh, meetup.com thing. So he had like three accounts that he could set up. So he's like, we'll just give you one as one of those. And then he has this chat thing, this Uber conference that he uh, pays for for his uh, business. He does a lot of real estate stuff. And then uh, we kind of set up there. And then when ChooseFi was kind of getting going, then uh, they were asking for admins of areas throughout the United States. And they're trying to make it more of a local thing. So then I just asked, hey, do you guys, well, there is none in Iowa, and I'd be more than happy to, to, to be the admin of the Des Moines Choose Fi. So then that's kind of how I became the admin of it. But for me, I want to, I want to, let me back up here. I've always been pretty interested in money, good with money. I enjoy learning about money, investing, how things grow, how things work. But I also know that um, the best way to learn some things is by, finding a group of people 
that are also interested in a similar topic or take it from a different perspective. And then you can kind of pitch the idea and then find out whether they might help you put pieces together you didn't even know about or might just flat out tell you that's a horrible idea. And then you kind of distill the best ideas out of it and then you all grow together. And that's kind of the point of it. It's a, it's a community of people and kind of like the whole choose five thing in general. It's just a, a, a people that are passionate about uh, financial independence. It's not really the retirement end because, you know, retirement means so many different things, especially to the, the uh, fire community. But it's just the fact of knowing that you've got a bunch of money or you're growing a bunch of money or working towards growing a bunch of money that someday you can choose whether your choice or a medical situation or just getting fed up with the corporate world where you don't have to work anymore if you don't want to, or you are surrounding yourself with people that can help you navigate a situation and uh, just make a better situation for you. Even like Dave, Dave is our Dave is our tax man. Dave knows when it comes to taxes, you got a tax question, Dave's your man. He can totally answer it all. And um, there's just different people in the group, like like Vicky, she knows a lot of legal stuff. Or Victoria, we'll call her Victoria today. Um, it's just a it's a group of us that we've also became friends over time. So like whenever there's avocados or less than 50 cents, Dave lets me know. And we get together through this kind of stuff and just outside of this too. And then if you're not part of the the Facebook group, the Choose by Des Moines, I highly encourage you to join that group. And then you can kind of post questions offline too. Yeah. You can, you can, somebody just muted me. Anyway, um, you can post the questions and then you can kind of help get answers or help get guidance on things. Or even, uh, I remember, point, I won't go into too much detail, but I even remember talking to Will about this crazy thing I read on the internet and it was on a uh, Mr. Money Mustache forum is one of the places I came across it. And I just made it as a, here's something I was reading about. I don't know if it's anything real or not real or whatever it is, or if it's even legitimate. And all of a sudden, the next time I talked to him, like a month or two later, he's like, I read a lot about it. I did a bunch of research on it. Yes, it's legitimate. Yes, I'm doing it. And um, it's working great. So then I'm like, you know, the only reason why I got into that is because I mentioned at a fire meetup this crazy thing I read on the internet that I know Will did a lot of good research on. And then that information came out. And that is the only reason why I'm doing it is because he was the first one to, to do what we were kind of talking about. Or even like Tina on this call right now too. I mean, Tina and I have talked about different things and Tina's doing different things and she's recommending uh, websites of things that she's working with on projects. And the reason why I'm looking at the information that she's giving me is because I trust the information she's giving me just because it's not a sales. I mean, I know a lot of you, this is their first time ever being on uh, one of these meetups. And I know we don't have as many people as normal. We don't have a lot of the regulars. But over time, you start learning who knows what about what, and then you start asking their opinion about, hey, I, um, I'm doing a, uh, I just lost my job or whatever. I've heard a few people now talk about setting up the, it's not a solo 401k, but um, self-directed IRA, but it's not a self-directed, it's something else similar to that, where they got fired, they, they cashed out their 401k, and then they moved all their money over to a a not a self-directed IRA, but something similar to that. And um, they're doing all sorts of things with that money 
that you wouldn't typically do in an IRA because you can't do it in an IRA. But because he's doing that, then he's a great resource. And I know there's a few other people that are doing the same thing. So then you have a few people that say, hey, I lost my job or I quit my job or whatever it is. And I want to do this. And I've heard you guys talk about you've done this in the past. How do you recommend I get started? Or what resources or what books do you want to recommend? Or would you recommend? I know like uh, Jesse was saying, Mitch is reading a lot of really good books. And Mitch is really good too for, uh, hey, I'm reading this book. And what do you guys think about this book? And there's several of us that, and I read a ton of books too, that we we uh, talk about books we're currently reading or recommending. Or when somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a book on a topic like this. Like right now I'm reading the book Traction. And Mitch has talked about that book several times. And I'm about two thirds of the way through it. And it's just, it's a, it's a community. I know it's a long-winded answer and I kind of went a lot of different directions with it, but uh, hopefully that answers your question or do you come up with more questions because of my answer? That's crickets. Thanks. Has anybody ever, has anybody ever eaten a cricket? Oh, sorry about that, keep going. Um, it's actually funny you mentioned this. Um, Sam's acting up a little bit, so I'll be brief. But on Facebook, like one of the targeted ads I saw was a cricket-based protein bar. And it was like three of them for $4 and free shipping. And when I saw that, I was like, this seems like such a Ryan thing, since I swear you've like mentioned you're interested in trying them once or twice. And I was half tempted oh, to pay the Shelby. four bucks. What? Uh, no, that that's Shelby. No, I know, I know, who, I know exactly who she, uh, you're talking about. I've actually looked at, I've actually got the the prospectus to be a cricket farmer from her. <laughs> no, but she sells a. <laughs> it's actually pretty. They they are actually taste really good. I bought the uh, sample pack, uh, so I've got the uh, the dry roasted crickets in all of the different flavors: the pickled flavor, the barbecue flavor, um, the protein powder, the bars. It's like a regular pr protein powder. Pickled crickets. Like question. Pickled? Pickled, pickled, cr pickled crickets. They're actually pretty good. It's surprising. If we had a, a uh, all get together kind of thing, I'd bring a bunch of crickets along. But the protein bars are now found in a lot of uh, a lot of the high V's now. And I've even been harassing one of the ones in Ankeny who now has it. But um. Yeah, it's uh, the the name of the company is Jim N Eat Cricket or Jiminy Cricket. So Jim and then the letter N Cricket, Jiminy Cricket. And yeah, she's a uh, she just lives in I think she lives in Ames, but uh, Colo's kind of where her. No, it's not Colo, Maxwell, somewhere in that general area is where her shop is at. But um, there's actually quite a bit of money in raising crickets for food, like to literally eat. So really it's sort of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, and that's kind of where I, I don't. That like some what? pet ate them. I'm not maybe snakes, maybe mice. I'm not sure, <laughs> but. Well, I know a lot of, um, a lot of animals eat them. Yeah. That, but these are kind of, they actually make them food grade, but when you leave the United States, it's actually pretty common to eat insects. And I've been curious about it for probably over five years. I'd say probably eight years. Tim Ferriss did a interview with someone who was talking about 
all the benefits of eating crickets and the protein they provide and how little water and space they take, they take up and just all these amazing benefits. And like, you know, if the U.S. would catch on to this, this could be an explosive market. And it's not, I mean, the, the cricket is a cricket like you'd expect it to be, but then they run it through such a fine sieve that it's it literally is just like a powder. It just comes out like a powder and then you can put it in your protein shakes or whatever it is. And the bar she makes, it's more of it's, it's health food slash fitness bars. And they are surprisingly good. I think if you tried one, you'd be like, wow, I never would have thought crickets would taste like this. I may have to do that because like one of the weird it, traditions of the in-laws is every year we get food boxes which are okay. generally like weird things that you think the other person would like to eat. So usually there's a lot of shopping at Asian food stores, but yeah, that sounds like it'd be perfect for this as well. And since, I mean, I'll just throw it out there since we're doing random book reviews or random book stuff. Um, there's two like fun sort of investment books I recommend to a lot of people, especially if you're sort of interested in business biographies. And one of them is called The Outsiders, Eight CEOs That Basically Went Radical. And it's pretty good. It talks about some of the big names. Some people may know some of them, like Jack Welch of GE. But then there's other lesser known ones. Um, and it's just sort of interesting reading the history of companies and sort of what they did. Uh, and then the other one was called Cable Cowboys. And it basically looks at the cable industry from about the 60s, 70s until now, following John Malone, who still is a huge investor and He's like one of those people that's worth billions and not a lot of people have heard his name, but his hmm. companies, let's see, uh, they currently own F1 racing. They own a good chunk of charter cables and a few other odds and ends. I want to say QVC, TripAdvisor, the Atlanta Braves. And it's just really weird when you, because the book's good and it gets you to about the mid odds, but then there's been a lot of other stuff he's done since he's a big wheeler dealer. And it's definitely interesting. So I'm not sure. So what, was if anybody... the, what was the name of the uh, first one? It was the Outsiders. The Outsiders. And I want to say it's by William Thorndike. That's the name of the book, The Outsiders. Yep. And eight CEOs. I remember that in sort of the subtitle, but yeah, I'll check. Take a look at that one. I just got done with the uh, the book uh, Corporate Rebel Rebels. Okay, and I I think that's a really good one. And there's also they reference a bunch of biographies in there too. But just the whole I don't know if everybody's ever gone to that blog and just kind of read some of the stories. But um, it's just a very interesting that they try to find disruptive companies around the world that have just high impact ways it's kind of like good and great in a sense where they take good and bad companies in a sense and how did they 
weather the storm, but it's just kind of like we went and talked to the CEO of Hire and uh, Hire, I think that's how it's pronounced, where the, the appliance maker in China. And they're like, they do things radically different and they give their employees a whole new level of ownership that no one would ever dare give in the, you know another company, but they've got thousands and thousands of employees, but it's just like they do things differently. So it's just kind of the, that, or even just kind of like your Southwest Airlines, how they just find ways to do things different, but it's effective. So yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good book. Yes, and uh, Dave, your, the answer to the, the crazy thing was yes, trade lines, selling trade lines was <laughs> definitely a thing. I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, I when I originally heard about that, I thought that's just a crazy idea. I wonder if it works, and yep, it works. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's just sort of amazing seeing some of the weird stuff out there. I mean, I keep on thinking about worthy bonds since you brought that up a while ago, and just oh yeah, those are still going well. Yep, those are still going well. And I know, I know Nick, and I believe Nick and his wife both uh, went ahead and bought some worthy bonds because of that. So I think Nick Nick said he had to get off early, but yeah, that's just a for anybody who hasn't heard. That's just a uh, what do you want to call it? It's a good place to park money if you need a liquid where you get five percent return on your money. Most of it's based upon an app, so. If you got a thousand bucks laying around, you're like, but I need to make sure I can get it back in five days if I need it. I want to say it's like three business days. You can just transfer the money over there, get your 5%. And then whenever you need the money, if you need $5 back, you wouldn't get your $5 back. If you need your thousand bucks back, you get it back and it's like three days or something like that. But it just seems like one of those nice places to park money that's not a money market that seems like it gets a much better return than money markets and then it's still it's it's very accessible don what's the name of the book uh corporate rebels is the name of the book i was recommending well, kevin's got well, a question well, i see a finger up i was, I was gonna, gonna ask that app line. that you were talking about how are they able to pay such a rate of return um, it's from my, from my understanding, and you can read the SEC filings and all that stuff on it. It's, it's bridge loans to large companies that have a decent, I don't remember what the uh, ratio is that it has to maintain, but it's just kind of like if, if a company needs a short-term loan, then they can borrow the money at, you know, eight, 10%. And then you're providing the capital, you get 5% for them to have the money. I think they passed I want to say like the $50 million range. So they had to change something in their, their filings because they crossed that amount. But, and that's another thing. I mean, I know Dave can talk about it. I know Tina can talk about it. I can definitely talk about it. I never would have thought that people would pay 10, 8, 10, 12% uh, return on money and uh, make that a, a fixed amount. To me, that's just crazy. But then when I was talking to somebody about it, I thought 10% on money was pretty good. And then I find out from a realtor, he's like, oh, I know somebody that's a private lender. Um, he won't do anything below 12%. And it's all, you know, like that's what's all backed on real estate. But um, like worthy bonds, they're backed on like if the company can't pay it, they have to maintain X amount of assets so they can liquidate and easily get the money back. So to them, it's just a, it's a guaranteed amount. They just have to figure out where to get the money from to, to be able to lend that money out at a higher interest rate. 
is kind of what they're getting it from. But yeah, um, there's a link. You can either just Google it flat out just to find more information about Worthy Bonds. But something I created a long time ago, we kind of just kept adding to and I forget about sometimes. I believe you can find at the top of the uh, Facebook, uh, Des Moines Choose Five Facebook group, but it's a Google document link that I kind of just been adding to over time. That's 20 some pages long. And I know I talk a little bit about Worthy Bonds in there, but if anybody's got any comments in that information that they want to add or say, yeah, that's not the way it is anymore. Or I know Dave a while ago put a bunch of comments in there about things that were incorrect or changed. Uh, that's just a location you can go to help us all grow together and, and make it better. Uh, what's the name of the, it's, it's Worthy Bonds. I want to say it's worthy.co. Does that sound correct? Somebody wants to just Google that and figure it out, but I think that's what it is. Like, and the one I'm saying worthy, worthy.capital. Worthy.capital. And somebody said something, what? Oh, I found one that's literally just worthybonds.com. See if it takes you, if you click on it, see if it takes you to Worthy Bonds or if it goes worthy.capital. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the search name looks like it's worthybonds.com. Does We've it have an egg? Yeah, it's got the egg. We've sold out of our first 50 million in bonds. Now we have 50 million in newly qualified Worthy Bonds too. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And if you want, I can, not to throw it out there, but if you want, I can send you a referral code. And I think we both get like 10 bucks or something like that by, by the referral thing. So if anybody is interested, shoot me a message on Facebook or whatever. I can send you a link. And then uh, I think if I refer any like two more people, I get, I get an egg on my um, account too. I get my own egg. But but I was even talking to somebody who uh, who he was saying that uh, and I don't want to say his name just in case, but he was even saying like he's getting eight percent on his money from a guy who fills puts cash in ATMs, but he's getting guaranteed eight percent, and I don't know where the the backing is and stuff. But another just very trustworthy person, and you know, so he would definitely do his due diligence to make sure it's all legitimate. But it's another, it's 8% guaranteed because of whatever, and the guy's putting money in ATMs. So I like hearing about that kind of stuff. It's, it's more things to vet, you know, and if Tina wanted to jump in and throw any names of websites out there or anything like that too, or, you know, I know Dave does a ton of research and we read a couple books recently on different topics similar to that realm. Um, this is Tina. Yeah, I've actually been, and maybe you guys had mentioned this, um, I've been following the Zach um, Investments and Investor Place lately, and it's had some really good information if you're interested in uh, following stocks or investing in the stocks. So I have a small account that I've just been kind of throwing some different things in, and it's, it's actually done really well. Um, I've had a 61% return on my investments so far year to date. Like I said, it's just a small one, but um, I'm getting all the um, all of my information off of the Zach, Zach.com and InvestorPlace.com with Matthew McCall. So 
something maybe you guys want to take a look at if you haven't. Zach, yeah. Zach. Yep, Z-A-C-K-S. And uh, and I've noticed, too, like on Fidelity even or on the M1 Finance, which I, I like M1 Finance, too, they have um, uh, information or links to Zach's right on there. So the Zach.com um, stands by itself, but a lot of times on, on different investment, like the brokerage sites like Fidelity or, or M1, when they have information about a stock, it'll actually be a link to an article written by Zach. So, hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, if you get a you chance a, and you're around a – what? Yeah. I was going to say they do have, like, a, a free trial period right now. I think it's 90 days for – well, I shouldn't say free. It's a dollar. Uh, but it'll give you access to their the Zach's Premium and the Zach's Ultimate newsletters. So I do that every now and then. If there's something that I want to kind of check out, it's a buck or they have a free trial. I'll just go in and, and sign up for it and see if I like it. Um, and it's been really good information. So, if you're wanting me to post that somewhere, I can I can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if you want to post that on the uh, like the Choose Five Des Moines Facebook group. So yeah, sure. definitely do yep. that. And looks okay. like uh, looks like Rich has got some some information. So worthy worthy is a scam. Their SEC filing says there is substantial doubt about our ability to continue as a as a grow, uh, growing concern. Growing concern, I assume. Oh. So there's a link there too, but yeah, it's something else to to definitely look at. But yeah, thank you, Rich, for sharing that. Um, definitely worth looking into. Um, if I had if I had tens of thousands of dollars in there, I'd probably be a little more concerned. But I'll definitely look at it just because it's it's more information and it's more relevant information than I've probably seen in the past. And still, I've only got you know two, three, four thousand in there. I don't even know what's in there anymore. But um, I don't want to lose two, three, four thousand because of something that is flat out, yeah. you know, saying things have changed. Yep. Yeah. Tina, Tina, I kind of cut you off. You had more to say. Oh, no, 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 that's good. I will just say, I think, uh, Ryan, you had mentioned this about the, um, the credit card where I, I actually helped my sister out and it didn't take long at all. I added her as an authorized user. Um, and then within just like a couple of months, she had gone out to check her credit report and um, she said she was pretty impressed at how much it had improved. So I think I got that from, I think maybe you had mentioned that or someone in, in the five meeting had said that. So that was, that was a nice tip and it, and it did work. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, I know I've definitely, I know I've definitely mentioned that one a few times. I know there's the end of it where you can do it to make money off of it with total strangers. But I know that there's also been talk about you can do that with people you want to to help out, you know, family, close friends. Because one thing that I found interesting with that whole thing, was I see a with babies too, is uh, is that if you add somebody as an authorized user to your account, if you've got good credit and all that stuff, and you're technically supposed to get the permission if you're doing this, which you probably should. But no matter what address you put down there. The the credit card shows up for them to your to your address, so they don't get the card to be able to abuse the card. So like let's say your your aunt is horrible with it, and you really like your aunt and whatnot, and you kind of mention like, hey, if you wanted, I could do this for you. You can add your aunt to your credit card as an authorized user, 
and your aunt never gets the credit card. Your aunt never knows, like, like it never has a chance to do anything to destroy your credit. But it comes to you. You could just go ahead and shred it right away if you want, and then add her. And within a couple months, her credit goes up quite a bit as long as you've got good credit to help improve their credit score. So if they needed to up their ability to get a loan or a better interest rate on a loan, that is a trick you can do to, to help out somebody around you. Hey, Ryan, can, can you guys hear yes. me? Yep. Um, yeah, I guess I was kind of curious um, maybe what people's kind of main main activity is for um, kind of reaching their financial independence target. If people are just kind of high savings rate in the stock market, or if it sounds like there's some people who do some real estate in here, um, anybody's got some interesting side businesses or something. Very good question. I'll let people jump in versus just telling you what they all do for <laughs> Because with some of these people, I know they've been in, they've been in here enough times. But I'd like whoever wants to jump in, like Sean and John. Do you guys want to start off with the, what you guys are up to outside your regular W two? Sure. So, um, well, I, so Iowa tax lien sales have been postponed indefinitely. Um, so, yeah. So Iowa's out. They suspended our interest payments. Um, so we've been moving our stuff to Wyoming. So I think we're going to make three trips to Wyoming here in the next um, three months. And so we're, we're working through some tax sale lists. We've got, I think, five of them we're going to hit, um, mostly on the eastern side of Wyoming um, now. And then there's, I think there's four in a row in August and, and maybe a few more in September. I'm not sure what we're doing in September yet. So we're we're gonna be driving to Wyoming doing some research and all that kind of stuff. Are you actually buying contact sale then? Yeah, or we're buying the, the tax lien. We don't uh, not the actual property because it takes four years to get the property in, in Wyoming. I we just yeah. for the interest. And it could be a it can be a property lien or it could be an irrigation lien. And we'll get huh. on both of those. That'd be interesting if you could maybe um, in one of our meetups kind of just give a presentation on that because that's been something I've been wanting to to um, maybe invest in. I found through one of my uh, on the online it was an it's an online um, investing platform where they're offering a tax lien that they've already vetted. It's a tax deed, I guess, uh, not a lien. So, uh, and I've had some interest in that, and that's pretty easy that way because they've done all the work and I just choose to invest in it. But um, Iowa, it, are they a tax lien or a tax? There's a difference, right? Some states are tax liens and some are tax deeds. Yeah, Iowa's a tax lien state. Iowa pays 2% a month, so it's 24% a year. Um, a two-year redemption period, so sometime between two and three years, you got to file your notice and take the deed. Um, yeah, and we usually often go out to three years because we want to dig a little deeper hole so it's a little tougher for them to get out from. And it just keeps making us more money, so we're good with that. That would be so awesome for you guys if you were interested and open to maybe doing a presentation on that sometime. Yeah, we've done a couple presentations for various real estate groups. If you want to 
set that up, we could probably we could probably work that in one of these months. Okay. About about how long would you say your presentation is? We could actually make that one of our our uh, monthly meetups. Just a I don't know how long you guys would need, but but yeah, it would be a good. I mean, it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting topic. Yeah, I guess we can we can make it as long as you want. Uh, Can't hear you. Don, we lost your audio, at least on my end. Okay, are we back now? Yep, yep, you're yep. back. Um, yeah, it's um I felt like it was shorter. We did one of these via the Zoom format. And I think it was shorter just because we do better when we when we interact and take more questions, and that was kind of hard with the digital so i'm not sure how much i like presenting that way i think it's a little shorter um but it, it's it's definitely something we we do once in a while okay awesome yeah we can talk more about that later on then see if we can set something up hey uh dave wants to know why wyoming um wyoming has a three percent penalty and a 15 percent rate and then wyoming has really nice properties compared to iowa um, Iowa, and so their their taxes are really low, and their property values are pretty high. Um, so it's hard for those properties to get underwater. Um, where we found like Illinois, they they dig in really fast. Illinois hits you with the fees and the interest and the um, and the high tax rate to begin with, and you can get underwater in those pretty quickly. And that's really not the case in Wyoming. So Wyoming is. Um, it's good interest and it's really low risk because we we have never we've never got a property in Wyoming yet. Hmm. Awesome. So it's yeah it's less real estate we have to deal with. We like uh, we like getting on that uh, property so it's just, just like ag land so just bare ranch land and we don't see much ag land in Iowa but in Wyoming there's quite a bit like the lists we're going through there's more of those properties this time out. Okay, awesome. Hey, uh, Darson had a question that you guys would probably definitely know the answer to. He's got a property in his neighborhood that uh, has a tax lien on it, but he wants to put a garden on it, just a little chunk of land. Is there a way he can find out who has the lien for that property to see if he can put a little garden on there? Like, where would you find that information? Like, who owns the, le the tax lien? Well, the person that owns the tax lien doesn't own the property. So the, the, tax, the yeah. tax lien buyer doesn't have any rights to the property to do anything. Okay. So you'd have to find the owner if you wanted to do something with it. Okay. Now you might yeah, I'll let them know that information. If it's, if it's somebody that's just like a next door neighbor, if they think that it is going to go to tax sale, you might be able to contact them and either buy the lien um, and we know some of the major buyers, if you can find out who it is. Um, there's really about four of them that, especially like if it's Polk County, there's about four people that buy everything there. Um, okay, yeah, it's Polk County. Yeah, and so, yeah, find out who it is. And if you can buy the tax lien, if you want to own, if this person wants to own the property next to theirs, um, you might be able to get it for a good price and do it that way. They can always, like, if they don't know, who the owner is, you can always look on the assessor site. You should be able to find the name of the property owner. 
Yeah, no, okay. yeah, I'll have the owner and a mailing address. Awesome. Yeah, I'll let him know. Hey, Jesse, do you want to jump in and talk at all? Or Nick, I wish Mitch was on here. I mean, if Mitch is probably sitting next to you, do you want to talk at all about uh, making money? Your guys, I know you guys are not stock market at all. And uh, yeah, you guys are definitely uh, the real estate end. Yeah, so no, no stock markets or anything for us, but. Um, lately, we've just been putting a whole lot of thought into like organizing and like making the processes and building um, our team, which has been working out really well. So we took advantage of the first bit of, I guess, quarantine, you'd say. And we just like pretty much anyone, well, anyone who came to the office is mostly in our household. So it's 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 kind of just like a quiet place to come. And then we got that all hunkered down and it's paid off in spades really um and then Mitch has found that having just having the team around keeps him I don't know more on target and we get just we get a lot less distracted so awesome yeah well it's good you also read the book traction that he recommended multiple times so I can oh, see yeah. where the the pro the processes and all the the uh and also I haven't gone on the website yet but it sounds like most of the worksheets and stuff like that to go through the book is all free available on the website. So that's pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's neat. They, they put it all out there. It's just that you have to do it. So him and okay. I was a part of it, but him, Jen, and then uh, the, like, the rest of the team, they, gosh, they had like all day meetings for two weeks and they went through the whole book and got, like did all the worksheets that, that are there. And it really helped out. That's but, awesome. If you yeah. if you're gonna give your elevator if you're gonna give your elevator pitch in a moment, like because so I know I can't recall who asked the question now. Kind of what does everybody do on their path towards fire? But you you're assuming everybody on here knows what you guys are up to. Oh, so yeah. Other than real estate, <laughs> um, I yeah. So it's it's just I don't know. It's just just real estate, really. I mean, okay, uh, well, I'll just do we, it for you. I'll just do it for you. So you guys buy um, undervalued properties, typically kind of, I don't want to say dumpier ones, but you buy properties that have a lot of potential. You guys go in and fix them up or you guys sell them. Uh, I think it's on contract to like fix and flippers and yep. then take your premium out of that. So you guys have, uh, not only are you guys finding properties, you guys have people that fix up properties. And you guys also have realtors that can market your guys' properties. And I think I heard Mitch was kind of going a little bit towards maybe the private lending a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I, I, yeah, you're right. I assumed everyone knew. No, um, we have the traditional brokerage side and then the, in, like the investment side where we pretty much do everything from um, buying from distressed homeowners to either fixing them up ourselves or selling them to investors. Um, sometimes the properties are just fine and we are able to sell them to the turnkey people or rarely we'll keep them as a rental. Um, but yeah, and then with the private lending, we're doing that mo mostly investor-based, definitely not consumer. It's, that seems to be a whole ball of stress. Oh, yes. And you guys also um, manage properties too. You guys have a property management company for properties that you guys have and that other people would like to hire you guys as a property managers, correct? Um, kind of that, we're shrinking that down. 
So okay. we're not, yeah, we're trying not to accept other people's properties and we're trying to, um, I don't want to say like dwindle, but like whittle down to the properties that we actually want to keep to make it a little better. Right now, Jenna handles all that. She's getting a lot of headaches, so. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know a few of us do some private lending, uh, mostly on the investor end of things. Uh, I still do quite a bit stock market stuff. I do, uh, I only go, I don't buy any individual stocks. I have done options trading in the past, uh, lost, well, it's like five some thousand dollars in one month. And it was a great lesson because I realized how quickly you can lose money when the market goes up a lot higher than it should have gone up during that time period. But it was a great lesson and I lost 5,000 bucks. It was probably the best 5,000 bucks I ever lost. Um, I have owned individual stocks over time. There's days where I go back and forth and think, oh, I should probably do that again. Or, you know, people tell their, you know, their, can't think of what's called like a hindsight bias where it's like, oh man, I totally saw that one coming. But for the most part, VTSAX, um, a lot of indexes. I do buy some, uh, some ETFs, some sector ETFs. But otherwise, most of my stuff is just that kind of stuff. And then also I uh, do odds and ends when it comes to buying and selling or just kind of a, you need something done. Okay, well, let's agree on a price and then, or let's see how this goes. And then you pay me if it turns out the way we think it's going to turn out and then just kind of deliver on that. But otherwise, I also still have a W-2 job. So uh, fully fund the 401k, the HSA, the FSA, the... Roth IRAs, my wife's and mine. And then, you know, if there's leftover, I mean, already I'm doing a heck of a lot better than the majority of people, plus own some other stuff too, own a, own a rental property. So, which I'm still in the process of selling because uh, I'm tired of east side tenants, but we'll save that for another day. So that's my, kind of my story. I bet Dave's got something to say. I know other than being a CPA, he has, Dave is known for uh, having the greatest ideas of ways to make money in odd ways. I must say, <laughs> Dave, very, very impressive, especially what is that like the bank? Uh, what do you call that? The bank something. Oh, the, gosh. The savings account. Uh, oh, the mutual conversion thing. Um, That's probably what it is. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many weird things I've run across. Uh I was sort of curious how the sale of the rental property was going, but if you want to defer talking about that, you can. No, um, no, I can talk about it, but I want other people to talk about their stuff. Okay, that's fair. Um, sort of like Ryan, have a job. I'm uh, in public accounting, so that means I do taxes, I do audits, the whole shebang. Um, mostly trying to fund FI through lots and lots of savings have some side stuff invest in the public market and the private market i own i'm not going to say a minuscule portion of a bank but it's sort of a minuscule portion i keep on trying to get up to like 0.1 ownership and unfortunately unless i want to throw a lot more money at it it's going to still be about like 0.03 percent ownership um, so I got some of that weird stuff going on. Just keep on trying to find other markets that potentially I would have a, 
information edge just because they're low information. Like I look through the OTC market a lot. Um, in Iowa, there's at least one, actually there's a handful of banks that are on there. Um, some of the other weird stocks from OTC market that I'm in, one owns like part of a California winery. Let's see. And mostly it's a lot of banks because for whatever reason, they went public at one point and then due to the headaches of being public, uh, they delisted. So they, most of them went into 300 shareholders. And at that point, they no longer needed to file with the SEC, even though you can still buy their stock. And there's this whole sort of ecosystem of these dark stocks. If you're really curious, um, I could point people in a few places if they want to learn more. But it's just interesting and odd. And honestly, I'm probably not making a ton of money at it. But it's also somewhat the thrill of the hunt. I mean, any more with new money into the market, it just goes into Vanguard index funds. And it's sort of only the existing money I'm playing with. Yeah, if you could post some stuff on the uh, on the Facebook page about OTC, I've actually I've never heard of that. I mean, OTC to me is like the over the counter tax liens, but I had never heard of OTC in the sense of stock market stuff. But yeah, it'd be interesting to learn a little bit more about it and how it works, and then also if you provide okay. some links to the places you're going, then we'd know about that. But but like you were saying, you're 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 part of a you're part owner of a a small portion of a bank. Um, I will add a comment earlier. We were talking about kind of the group and how we all, you know, we know each other and we're kind of part of the community. Dave, we we are having a conversation. How many? I don't know how many months ago this was, but we are talking about benefits of being shareholders. Like, what are oh, some goodness. odd benefits of shareholders? So Dave's like, well, <laughs> if you own part of a if you own part of a bank in um, Ames, Iowa, then they have an awesome shareholders meeting once a year, and you just have to own one share. And, they're like 20 bucks or whatever it is. So as long as you're a shareholder and you can go get wine and dined and all this stuff. So I know there's a group of us in this right here that we all own. I think I own like five shares of the company. But um, so it's one of those things that we are all supposed to go get all dressed up. I know Nick was on before, but Nick, we are talking about, and I think Tina owns some shares too. We we're all talking about getting all dressed up like dumb and dumber or just, you know, some kind of, because you know, it's a bunch of old bankers, but just oh, everybody yeah. getting together. Just everybody getting together. Yeah, you know what I said. Yeah, there's very few young people there. But just getting everybody together to get, you know, wine and dine up in Ames at Riemann Gardens or Ryman Gardens yeah. or whatever it is. And um, just have a night out as shareholders of a bank. So, yeah, I wish the COVID yeah. thing wouldn't have uh, caused it to get canceled this year. But I will still hold on to my <laughs> shares. <laughs> and, hey, hope and springs eternal next year. I'll have to go ahead and get my tuxedo figured out from the Goodwill store so I can show up in my black tie. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, it's a good time. It also gives me an excuse to go up to Ames and like eat at Hickory Park and Great Plains Sauce and Dough and also, as you say, get wined and dined at the meeting itself. You know, maybe we could talk... Uh, Mitch and Jesse into sometime since they've got their box at the uh, the hockey thing because they were gracious enough to invite a couple of us the one year. Um, maybe they would do a a fire meetup there or something like that or a 
an invite, not to put anybody on the spot, but just something to throw out there. If you guys ever are trying to figure out who to fit in there for one of your events, maybe a, a fire thing would be awesome. If not, that's fine too, but I was just throwing it out there because it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys did invite us. I know, I know Dave was there and I was there and my wife, I think that was the first time we actually, or she actually met you guys. And I think that was the first time she ever met Dave and daughter had fun. It was, it was a great time. So who's next with uh, odd things or ways they're, they're making money on their way towards fire or another topic and you can throw other topics out too. I am sort of curious if anybody's like seen any good credit card or bank signup bonuses lately. It seems like there's not been anything really this year other than like maybe January, February when Southwest had like a great promo or Chase Southwest. But since then, it seems like some of them have had more cash back. Um, I know like the Chase Sapphire card i mean i personally just cash out the points most of the time but they have a pay yourself with points so if you've made purchases at like grocery stores or restaurants they'll each point is worth like a cent in a quarter or 1.25 cents so basically four points for five cents of value and i've been doing that a little bit but i'm not sure if more just looking for signups since it's been probably about 12 odd months since I went crazy. So my credit's ready to take another hit. <laughs> I just checked today, Dave, this is Tina, and I, I didn't see anything amazing that stood out to me. I was out on Nerd Wallet and the points die. And uh, and I didn't really see anything being offered. I think Chase had a sixty thousand dollars sign up or a sixty thousand point sign up bonus. Chase Sapphire. Yeah. So not very much on the credit card front. One of the cool Iowa things that most people aren't aware of. Um, you guys, I don't think have a Dupaco Credit Union over there in Des Moines. Um, but Dupaco is one of our local credit unions. They do the Dupaco, uh, they do Dubuque and Cedar Rapids area kind of. Um, and what they do this thank you give back program. And I was just looking today and I'm I'm due about $65. It's like if you have if you have a um, if you have a certain balance, if you um, have ever used their credit card, if you've done um, it's a pretty big list of things, but um, if you kind of go and you check off those lists, I, I'm getting like $65 here at the end of September or sometime in October. Rewards. Yeah, thumbs up there. This is yeah, Kevin. I know. Yeah, I'm uh, enjoying saving all the Amazon reward points from everything that is being delivered during COVID. So hopefully put those to good use. I'll, I'll have another computer coming at some point with the reward points. That's cool. So I did hear that the Apple Pay, the Apple Pay card, um, that there's some pretty good points 
with that if every time you use your Apple Pay um, at, in stores or online, there's a, a pretty good uh, points return policy on that. I don't have it myself, but my friend did, and he was he was um, bragging about it. So I just seen to check it out. One of the things I was going to add with those Chase points or with the Amazon. So I have the Amazon credit card, um, the, the Amazon credit card with Chase. And one of the things I realized on that was I think originally you had to use them on Amazon, like that was the design. And so I was doing that. And then I realized if you cash them out and put the money in your bank account, um, then you can keep earning the 5% um, cash back on the full purchase amount. Um, since you get 5% with your Amazon Prime member. So cash them out and then use credit card on the computer um, and then take the cash points in the cash. Yeah, I was just going to say also totally ignore the camera. I'm just sort of sinking into the couch here as the kiddo just keeps on moving down. He's literally like water, so I have to sort of conform to his body. <laughs> and I'm in a dark totally, room. Totally fine. Totally fine. I'm just glad you can make it on. And also let me know in the avocado below 50 cents. <laughs> Anybody else have any things they're doing to uh, make money or trying to make money? Or I know there's different times. I like we, I mentioned earlier, there's different times where people talk about stock market investing and buying specific stocks. And there's days where I go back and forth on, on that topic and think more about it. But is there anybody on here that is, is doing some of that? Or uh, I'm surprised when I meet cryptocurrency folks on here. Not that I want to buy any cryptocurrency, but it usually seems like we have somebody that's buying Bitcoin or I don't even know what the other ones are out there. But I actually don't even know if it's doing very well. That whole thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we do have the option too if everybody wants to. I mean, we don't wait, not. Um, I mean, we can always call it early if people want to call things early, or we can go on for a few more minutes. I'm I'm totally fine with going till eight o'clock or if people are so I think we're all just kind of, I don't know, it's getting close to the, the holiday weekend. So I think people are kind of answering. Plus, we didn't have as big of a turnout as, as I was hoping or we would typically see. But, but I mean, we, we can totally do it if people got things they want to talk about or interesting stuff. Or if, if Tina, you want to share anything about it, if we talk to that Mike uh, Caldwell or whatever his name is, um, those websites he gave us. I haven't gotten a chance to look much into it, but that one that you can follow people seemed kind of interesting, like following Barbara Cochran or whatever and seeing specific companies that she is currently investing in, kind of that the Barbara from Shark Tank and stuff like that, but seeing the private companies that she is investing in as she's investing in them and then kind of making decisions based upon that, if that's something you're interested in. But that seemed like an interesting concept, whether to do or just kind of to follow along with just in the, the trend of things, just to see how that all works or doesn't work. Everything is overvalued in my opinion. <laughs> I, I did. Well, um, I, don't know. I mean, 
this is this is something I had done the other day, and then there was a podcast that I was listening to, and they gave it as a suggestion. Oh, it was the um, uh, Bigger Pockets Money podcast, and the gentleman that was on there had had mentioned, uh, well, here's here's a good hack on like ETFs. So if you're wanting to maybe invest in in the in stocks and you don't necessarily know which stocks you want to invest in, you can look at the actual holdings. Uh, when you pull up an ETF, you can go into their holdings and you can see what their top holdings are. And so, and I've done that in the past where I check to see uh, what the ETFs that are doing well are actually investing in. And then I'll pick out some of those stocks and just purchase them individually. So kind of they call it kind of like an ETF hot hack or a mutual fund hack. One way to yeah. kind of get an idea of if you know if you're just trying to go individual stocks, if you're not following something like Zacks or Investor Place or reading anything else, um, that's a a quick way just to see what they're investing in. Yeah. Oh yeah, and since we're sort of on stock investments, another fun tip is a lot of public libraries have subscriptions to Morningstar or Value Line. I know over here in West Des Moines, like they have a subscription and I can literally log into and see the Value Line reports or go into the premium Morningstar from my house, as long as I have the library card number. So if you like researching- Good hack, good hack right there. Yeah. Just sort of like everybody with little kids, the most of the libraries around also, I forget what the program was called. We talked about it a few years ago, and you can basically get like tickets to a variety of local attractions for free. Um, yeah, it's the Adventure Pass, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really great. I don't know right now with COVID. I was thinking to go and, and check out to see what, uh, what kind of... Um, deals they had going on right now, but I wasn't wasn't sure with everything being closed down. You know, Riemann's Gardens was in there, Living History Farms, the zoo. Um, I think you had some aquatic centers in there. It was, uh, it was a really great deal because you could take four people uh, for free. So up to four people. Super great. Yeah, and a lot of those and aren't closed. A lot of those aren't closed down right now, too. So yeah. No, that's it's it's awesome. I mean, there are a number of different things on there, uh, and if you think about just getting to the botanical center or Riemann's Gardens, and uh, you you don't even have to live in that particular town. So uh, for a while there, Waukee didn't have it, but I could use my Urbandale Library card or the Dallas Center Library card or the Winterset Library card, and and since I have a card in each of those cities, I can actually sign up multiple times because it's based off of the card. So it's something, and yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, I know that made it on the shared shared notes somewhere because I remember when that first got brought up, or even uh, I know the the other one like vet ticks or something like that made it on there for if you're a veteran, or I want to say there's a few other things like you're a firefighter, law enforcement, something along those discount tickets to events, games, shows, concerts. I know that was another thing for, for some people that were, were talking about that they've done that. But yeah, I, I know I went to the library one a while ago because I remember adding that to the shared document. But yeah, I was super busy at the time and then just never went back. But thank you for mentioning that. Those are the kind of things that it's great to have the group to 
point out and then also remind us that those things out there, those things exist out there. And also just, again, because I keep on fountain of random facts. If anybody re lives in Waukee, don't forget that you potentially could, oh, uh, can use, I forget what it is, me fiber. You're not necessarily locked into Mediacom and CenturyLink. And that I just saw today, apparently West Des Moines is going to get Google Fiber over the next two and a half years, like everybody in West Des Moines. And I wow. think they were pricing it at 70 bucks a month, but for unlimited internet, no data caps, that could be nice for those people over in West Des Moines. Unfortunately, in Clive, yeah. I'm sort of SOL, but... Uh, here's another tip too, um, Mid-America Energy, for anybody who's needing an AC unit like me, um, all of their rebates, they have an additional 50% going on right now on because they had lowered their rebates for a lot of the uh, appliances. They've now added on another 50% to those rebates temporarily. I think it might be through the end of the year, but I'm not, I can't, uh, don't quote me on that. That's awesome. I heard something about that on the radio. That's awesome. Do you need a new AC then? It's not going to be fix a leak and fill her up again. Yeah, we tried to have him come out and fix the leak and it ended up being the compressor. So, bummer. Oh, so I have, I have, about, yeah, so I have about eight pounds of R22 now for sale. <laughs> hey, there you go. Well, I just probably won't what you're asking for it, but if it was cheap enough, I'd definitely buy it. <laughs> but I'm not here to price gouge you, just other people that don't want it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, the, that also applies to small businesses, just so you know, that rebate. They've uh, increased it for small businesses, and that's it. I mean, I was looking at, for example, the um, outdoor fixtures. I think it was $250 a, a fixture for the outside of your building if you have a small business, for example. So it's um, not a bad, a bad rebate if you're needing something like that. Do you know, is that outdoor fixtures residential, too, or just business? Um, no, I believe you had your residential and the business but specifically i know for sure it was business lights uh light bulbs things like that indoor for residential definitely um i i, I would need to check to see if it's outdoor for residential okay. but it seems like it was pretty much the same list just different pricing whether it was a residential versus small business awesome you'll have to look into that i know uh, we've got somebody that's gonna do vinyl siding on our house one of these days coming up. So my wife definitely wants new uh, light fixtures when, when they do that. So, thank you. Well, I'm gonna drop on off. I'm actually visiting my dad. So thank you guys for everything and uh, look forward to meeting up with you again. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Tina. You have a great night. Have a safe 4th of July weekend. Yes, you guys too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Okay, what's everybody think? Should we go ahead and wrap up then, or do we have anything else we want to cover? I know my wife was kind of like, hey, can you make it a little bit shorter if possible? So I'm like, so I, she wants to go get some fireworks, and I've never bought fireworks before in this state. I bought them. I've actually bought fireworks coming into the state when it was illegal, but now when it's you know it's legal, that's kind of what's the fun in that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I see John's John John laughing. So we love Shelton, Missouri. You could drive by there's a giant like building with the um, with the 40 foot no smoking sign. Um, <laughs> It's yeah, that still exists. Great, like you just go over the bridge and like into it. It's like I go down there all of the time because the in-laws and my grandparents live down in St. Louis. So I didn't know it would even exist after they legalized it in Iowa. I figured they would have, you know, had to turn into a tent or something. Anyway. Okay, well, I guess let's go ahead and call it then, unless somebody has any last minute things, but I think for the most part, uh, we can uh, push it off to next month, but I appreciate everybody that did make it on and everybody definitely have a safe uh, and fun Independence Day this weekend. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook Choose Fi, Des Moines Choose Fi group, definitely go ahead and uh, put something in there. I'll make sure to accept it. And then if you post your questions throughout the month or Things you've come across, links, that kind of stuff. Just just share the stuff, and it's it's good to share the information. And it's a very supportive group, kind of like the main Choose Fi group, or even the Mustachians from Mister Money Mustache. Well, they're actually a little bit hostile sometimes. But um, you know, if you've got things to point out, like yeah, if you come across something that says uh, Worthy Bonds is a scam, I mean, definitely share it. It's it's good information. It's good information to share with everybody. And I saw Sean, I think you posted something too about that. You looked into that and you questioned it too. So we weren't happy with yeah. I found street shares to be slightly more legitimate. I'm not sure I trust them, but I, I kind of I put like 25 bucks in there to see what happens. Uh, it's the same interest rate, okay. but they don't have the same liquidity. Because um, I think they only, without a penalty, you can only get it out once a year or at the three, when it um, matures in three years. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so one question I had for you, Ryan. I think it was you. I got the idea for this um, Iowa first-time homebuyer savings account, like probably two years ago. Is that you that posted that on the um, Facebook page? I don't recall posting. That almost seems like something Dave posted. No, I don't recall posting that. Okay. Well, been, I, yeah. I didn't post it, but I know I interacted with the guy that did post it. Um, you should be able to search in the bar and dig it up. I, I mean, I know sort of song of the song and dance about it. If you want to have questions, well, I went ahead and I went into it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I looked into it and I, I thought it was a good tip. I, I found it really interesting, and because there's not a lot of information on there on it, about it it was one of those things that nobody's ever heard of well hopefully it's still there if somebody posted it i mean people can go find it back up or comment on it but yep. yeah if you found it, benefit out of it definitely share it. it is um actually one of my coworkers is probably going to benefit from it because 
him and his now wife, she owns the house and they bought it before they got together and he's never been on the title. But now they're thinking like a year or two out, they're going to buy another house. And so they're opening up the account under his name and they get the Iowa tax deduction and exclude the interest from Iowa income taxes. But then when they buy the house, then he'll cash out the account and use that as part of the down payment. So that's how two players can take advantage of this sort of situation. I found that interest exclusion hard to benefit from just because they, they require that you use an Iowa bank, and so you can't use a high-interest online savings account, which would pay better. So you have to use like a local bank, and then the interest rate's not quite as good. Um, so the the interest exclusion, you know, saves me like three, three bucks or something in taxes. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of screwy thing. And I think I may have talked with Garson about this one time, but there's like so many of these like really small credits out there that, yeah, you can save like five, 10 bucks, but is it that much? Is it worth it to try to go after? Um, I mean, I know, especially with people in mutual funds, if you ever look at all the fun tax documentation that they send you, um, especially if it's like a blended fund, like I'm in the Vanguard Target 2045, and I've had a fair bit in the prime money market at various times. Uh, but one of the tax documents you can usually, sometimes they mail it to you, sometimes it's online only but it's basically the percentage of income that's from government securities and then that's excludable from your iowa income tax or taxable income so unless you're making tons and tons of money about it it's usually not worth it trying to track it down um sometimes it does pay i mean especially i've seen in my field i've seen people with thousands and tens of thousands of dollars excluded from mutual fund income because of that. Yeah, you can find some other interesting little deductions from your um, Vanguard funds like uh, foreign tax credits, another one that's usually a few bucks. And then um, uh, the REIT income, uh, you can deduct 20% of your income through the pass-through deduction that way. So, um, yeah, I don't know how, how many people miss that on their tax form, but it definitely helps them with that. My computer froze for a minute. I don't know if I can still hear anybody or if everybody's just muted right now, but uh, I got a question here. Has anybody tried Prosper? Okay, I can hear you now. Prosper, I remember looking into that a while ago. I actually didn't even know that still existed. That was one of those sites that um, didn't make it because the returns, there was so much fraud in it that the returns didn't pan out for most people. But I could be wrong in that or thinking of something. 
to that. I mean, I know at least one of the crowdfunding real estate real estate sites went down. Uh, maybe Realty Shares or Realty Street. Um, but as far as the peer-to-peer -peer lending stuff, I mean, I know it's still around, but everybody basically says defaults have gone up, interest rates have gone down, so it's not really worth it anymore. Um, but it seems like there's a fair bit of that too, especially in some of these fintech spaces. Um, I mean, the peer-to-peer -peer lending, the crowdfunded real estate, I mean, even some of like the startup stuff, uh, like when the crowdfunding act came out, um, there were a number of like websites that popped up. One of them that I got on was called Circle Up. And now if you go out to it, it's pretty much a shell of its former self. Like there's one or two deals out there. They don't have anything about former deals. So it's just, I guess, a lot of almost tech company like things where they, a lot of people try to be the first mover and catch it on the way up. But if you don't become like a big platform, it just sort of fizzles out either because they run out of venture capitalist money. It wasn't sound economics or something of that nature. I mean, because was it Uber or Lyft that like was bidding like 2.8 billion for Postmates and like the underlying company has never really made money. And then the company they're trying to purchase hasn't really made money and the economics aren't there. And it's just sort of crazy. Yeah. What is the one I uh, I know Mr. Money Mustache has been doing for the last two, three years. He's there's some crowdfunding uh, like Prosper. It was it's like Prosper, unless it's more on the real estate end. Um, Lending Club, yeah, because he's been tracking blogging. It's about how it's and how the return is. So that might be something to look up that to try to find something on that, because I know that's something he's tracking and sharing his honest opinion of how things are going. And I think he's kind of cranked that down a little bit just because he was experiencing what everybody else was where the lending club returns were going down. Um, I've been messing with it a little bit still. Um, our returns in Iowa were not good when they, um, when you had to do the secondary market. And I don't, that's probably been a few years ago they opened that up. But you couldn't do the primary market and somehow we just always got screwed in the secondary market never made any money but then once they opened up the primary market i think i've done okay um, they have a promotion now where you can get like one half of one percent of your investment back as a bonus so um yeah so i guess that's what five bucks on a thousand so it's not a huge bonus but um i've been buying some loans in the next, over the next three months to kind of get that bonus um Okay. Yeah, I guess it's it's not as great as it used to be, but I've done okay. The tax profile's not great. Awesome, good question, good discussion too. Okay, well, 
I would say let's go ahead. I know I've said like four times. <laughs> we can kind of wind it down, but I mean, people have questions, so I mean, we can go till eight. But um, it's it's good. To, I see Dave's got the thumbs up too, so he seconds the calling it. Um, but yeah, if you guys have anything you want to talk about offline or whatever, or even uh, a lot of us, you know, we personally get a hold of each other for different things, or if we're in the Des Moines area, meet up for coffee or a beer with people. And um, I mean, just we're all here to help each other out. We're all here to learn different things, whether good or bad. We're just a supportive group. And there's groups like this all over the country. It's just a matter of finding one and just finding people that are your tribe, I guess. I mean, they'll have the same basic philosophies and just kind of grow grow with them over time. And then if we figure out, I can't remember the name of the bank in Ames that we're all uh, shareholders of, but we could all like buy a share or two. And then we could all start going to the annual shareholders meetings. I want to say it's like Ames. I, I can't believe I don't even know the name. Uh, but it doesn't the, really matter. The holding company, which is what it trades under, is called Ames National Corporation. The like bank name is First National Bank, if anybody's curious. Uh, well, well there might be somebody here that buys a share. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I think I roped you and Nick into doing that, so... Maybe a few others. Yeah, more yeah. than just uh, yeah, there's a few others too. But yeah, we're all excited for when we can go do it. But okay, yeah. well, if anybody else has anything, otherwise, let's just go ahead and call it. Okay, well, everybody have a great night. Uh, stay safe and have a good uh, Independence Weekend. I see you guys later.